Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Matt Cowell. Matt, you are the CEO of Quant Hub, and Quant Hub is found on the web at quanthub.com. Matt, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. So please do explain what Quant Hub is what, and what you do. Yeah, at, at Quant Hub, we are a data skill platform. And, and so data skills are pretty ubiquitous in the world now. We all need them regardless of role. And at QuantHub, we have an assessment platform to help companies determine who has data skills, um, if they're interviewing for data scientists, data engineers, these types of roles. And then we also have an upskilling platform to help organizations build data literacy skills across the entire enterprise. So sales, marketing, operations, finance, you know, we all need data skills. Yeah, well, uh, I know what data skills are, but uh, for someone who's <laughs> listening to us who doesn't know what Do data you, skills, Josh? I'm, well, I think I'm you kidding. Should take I, a, an assessment here. I, I could <laughs> guess, but I probably would not be right. But tell me, <laughs> let's talk about what data skills means. Well, it, it, you know, data is all around us, and and so even right now, I'm I'm speaking. This is data for my Amazon Alexa device in the next room. I'm trying to be quiet here so it doesn't hear me, <laughs> and so. You know, we're, don't say the A could, word. We just don't trigger right. everyone's uh, yeah, devices. You could be in a customer support role and you're actually entering data into a CRM. You could be in sales. You're capturing notes from conversations. These are these are data. <laughs> and, and so understanding data quality, understanding your role in the data lifecycle, because that data is going to be used downstream. And if you aren't aware of that, um, in every role in the organization, if you aren't aware of that, then you're, you know, you're not really... Um, you're causing issues, you know, kind of downstream. And so that's just one example. Certainly everyone thinks about charts and data visualizations and that type of thing and being able to read those, create those. And that's, that's part of it as well. But just being able to start asking questions and answering those questions with data. You know, why is this process taking so long? Well, let's actually start gathering some data and figure mm -hmm. it out. A lot of people could benefit from having greater skills in that area. And that's that's really where it starts across the entire enterprise. Certainly gets more technical from there, but we all need the, that level of data skill. Matt, um, how might we know that we have a data data issue? Is it, by the way, is it data or data? Well, yeah, it depends on it. it it's uh, up to the uh, <laughs> it's up to the person. Tomato, tomato. That's right. Nobody that's says right. tomato. I don't know why we use that example. I, I, maybe that's not the best example. No, but anyway. right. <laughs> um, so, you know, how might we know? Getting back to my original question, how might we know we have a data literacy problem in our organization? Well, it's it's a good question. There are there aren't a lot of Obviously, QuantHub, we do that, um, but there aren't a lot of solutions out there for that. Most, In most cases, there are organizations out there that 
have quote unquote assessments for data skills, but they're really just surveys and mm. they're just a, and they're sort of an opinion of the person as to whether they have data skills, which um, given that we're in the assessment space, we, we happen to know that people aren't very good at, at, at uh, measuring their own data skills. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it comes down to, you can actually do assessments. Um, that's one option, but typically people are aware um you know, at the executive level and, and elsewhere throughout an organization, whether they have a data-driven culture or not, mm. um, you know, as to how they make decisions, what their meetings are like, you know, when they're making a decision, are they leveraging data? You you want to leverage intuition in making a decision, but that intuition should be informed by data. And and so, you know, people can easily look at their decision-making process usually and, and have a fairly good feel as to whether they're very data-driven or not. So Matt, you've worked with uh, Quant Hub has been used by some pretty big uh, organizations, uh, mm-hmm. New York Times, Samsung, PwC. Uh, I think I saw Amazon. Um, you've worked uh, is Capital One, Oracle, Cisco. I can, I'm just kind of reading the logos as they're kind of flying by on your website here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Google, yeah. there's one that folks might be familiar with. Uh, so. Um, what is, so a large organization like that, are, are they, before they start working with you, are, are they not really addressing this issue very well or what's going on before they start partnering with you? Well, so there's sort of, there are two aspects of our business. One is on hiring assessments. And, and so a large company might be hiring a lot of data scientists, might be hiring a lot of data engineers. And so they're spending a tremendous amount of time in the interview process with thousands and thousands of candidates. And you just can't manually interview that many candidates at the top of the recruiting funnel. And so our assessments help determine who has the skills to do the job and who doesn't. And so before before that, you know, they may be trying to do it manually. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. work very well manually. On the on the upskilling side, where they're building skills, most companies right now, are, honestly, they're trying to figure out like how they can even tackle this problem. The challenge when it comes to building data literacy across an entire enterprise is it's an every person kind of problem. Mm-hmm. So if you have a company of thirty thousand people. We have 30,000 people that actually probably need some some upskilling in data literacy. And so it's not a matter of, okay, well, you know, there are great learning platforms out there, Coursera and these types of learning platforms. Let's just get 30,000 licenses and hand them out to those people and say, go learn data. That doesn't work. <laughs> and, and so what they're doing right now is they're they're trying to honestly, we're kind of in the middle of this transformation of organizations realizing that data skills are need to be pervasive across the entire enterprise. And they're trying to figure out what to do, which is actually how we got our start. I mean, there, there aren't things out there to solve this problem at that level of scale. And so that's how we got our start and 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 kind of really where we fit. We're more of a micro learning platforms. So, you know, think of like the Duolingos and those language learning platforms where you learn just a little bit every day, 10 to 15 minutes a day. And so that's more what we're like, because, you know, this needs to be a continuous learning journey, whether it's with QuantHub or, or other solutions, it needs to be something that the entire enterprise can consume and actually implement um, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, what would be a case study or, you know, an example, maybe you can think of, of an SMB, um, th- think small, like smallest use case, because I know you do have different levels. Obviously you have your enterprise level and, you know, we kind of mentioned mm-hmm. some enterprise level companies, but um, you have some 
very accessible pricing um, for a small company, what would that look like? And I, I can think of, boy, where this could be really handy. I think like if, let's say that I am, uh, I'm a CEO, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a huge brain when it comes to data, but man, I need someone who is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's part of the challenge actually, is everyone thinks that, um, I mean, just candidly, everyone thinks that that means they, when they think about becoming data-driven, that means, well, I need more data professionals. And and I think that's quite honestly, that's the that's the misnomer to a degree. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need a bunch more data professionals. Um, inside of any given company, we probably have already a decent number of data professionals. It's a matter of actually the rest of the organization um, needs, needs some upskilling to be able to just function more effectively as an as an organization, and there's there's hard ROI dollars here. One of the most data driven areas of the enterprise right now is marketing, and so it's already kind of gone through this transition where data driven marketing is kind of the norm now, is where it used to be much less much less so. And and the research shows that the ROI on data driven marketing is about five x. You know, so you're getting five dollars for every dollar you spend in marketing, whereas just traditional marketing is about 2x. And so, you know, that's not necessarily getting more data people. That's more just being better at using data within the marketing function. And I think that it, that's that same thing applies in finance and operations and sales and 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 so yeah. on. Yeah. You know, as I'm kind of looking through your uh, LinkedIn, I came across one stat that was uh, pretty staggering. Uh, it says that uh, operating at its full digital potential could add two trillion dollars to the U.S. GDP, and the problem is we do, we don't have that right now. Is that we lack the skills? And then you say the you shared, or I don't know if you did, but someone within the organization gathered yeah. this data. Obviously, you're using your own data. You're using data, which is good. But the World Economic Forum estimates the average enterprise employee needs. This is crazy. It's crazy. 101 yeah. days of upskilling to meet workforce skill demands by 2022. We're we're that Sorry, far we're, behind the we're eight almost ball. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I mean there are two stats actually from that that report that are really really phenomenal. Number one, 54% of the global workforce needs significant upskilling in in and around these skills of the future data being one of the most one of the most prevalent uh, and then, yeah, to the tune of 101 days or 800 hours of, of upskilling. And so, it again, it goes back to this is not a problem for just a select few. Um, it's a major global, every company, yeah. every person kind of problem. And it needs a, it, it's just, you know, you just can't approach it the same way, you know, traditionally we've approached, you know, other kind of learning problems where you just get some licenses to a training provider and and hand them out and say, go, go learn, go forth and learn. So I want to make sure I understand this in terms of like up upskilling. Um, what does that look like? Is, is it just simply that we're creating a series of educational resources um, to provide the technical know-how to make sure that there's, we're making those investments or how does that work? It's it's a great question. So when, when I, I, I suspect you're in the same boat that the rest of us are in. And when you think about a learning or training solution, you think, okay, well, I need to go schedule time to go take that course. It's probably four plus hours in length. 
and I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to try to learn everything at, all at once. And then I'm just magically going to remember it all when I need to use it sometime in the future. And that's how we're, that's how we're brought up. That's how college works. <laughs> and so that's how we all think about it. And, and so upskilling and, and quote unquote micro learning is a completely different type of thing. It's really learning in very, very small pieces and just doing that a little bit every day. And so 10 to 15 minutes. And so if you think about the way you learn every day on the job, we all say, I'm very good at learning things on the job, right? We all kind of say that. And the, the reason for that is because it's, it's, it's the way your brain actually works the most effectively. You think about something you need to do that day. Maybe you don't know how to do it. So you go and search for that information. You learn and then you apply it. That actually is a very efficient learning process, um, just kind of the, the way our brains are wired. And so micro learning platforms work in the same way, whether it's the language learning platforms um, or solutions like ours, you know, those that's a very effective way to not only learn, but the number one most important thing in learning is remembering. And oh. in long form learning, you go and take a course. How much do you remember from college, Josh? Yeah, not a whole yes. lot. You know, there's know, a you're few. You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a few principles that stuck with me. I'd say, yeah. but generally, you know, I, I'd probably if I were to relearn it, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I kind, yeah, I guess, course, I kind right. of, yeah. But you know, we're all in the same if, boat, right? Uh, you learn yeah. there to take a test, and then yeah. right after the test, you forget most of what you learned yeah. because the the outcome was the test instead of knowledge retention. Uh, I like this concept of micro learning. What does that look like uh, within an organization? Are we providing, I, I'm just trying to think of like what that looks like in the schedule or how that's rolled out, how that's implemented, how do employees get access to that? But I love that, right? And in uh, yeah. in one of your blog articles, you know, you kind of use the example of, you know, uh, little Johnny's, Hey, what's that? Mom says it's a cocoon. A caterpillar makes it so it could change into a butterfly. Kid goes, Oh, okay. And then kind of, you know, is on his way. It's, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's just it's, very small moments. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So what does that look like? Well, I think it, organizationally, you know, people typically roll out these solutions in a similar manner that you roll anything out. There are subscriptions and seats and that type of thing, mm -hmm. regardless of the platform. But the, the beauty of it being in those sort of short segments is it actually is something that can become individual. Um, and what I mean by that is it's, you know, you can, you find 10 to 15 minutes a day differently than I would. One of our customers, he literally, and in, in, I don't know if I'd recommend this, but he does learning activities first thing in the morning, as soon as his alarm goes off, he grabs his phone and does a, does a learning activity. And so, I, you know, to each their own, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, of, I was yeah. going to use that exact phrase to each their own. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the beauty when it is something that can fit into yeah. the white space in your day then yep. it actually, it, people don't struggle to find the time for it. They just have to figure out what works for them. And, yep. and that's, that's one of the things that's difficult about long form training is there is no opportunity to do that. Mm. There's only one way to fit that into your week. And that's to schedule a big block of time, which most of us don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, I bet that there are people out there. I don't know how the content is actually created, but I know that there are people out there that are really passionate about teaching. Um, and what a great opportunity to, you know, create more of the educational content within an organization to, to improve the lives of everybody. And again, make it very digitally accessible, you know, mobile right. accessible, you know, we, we don't want to eat up, you know, everybody's 
I know that there's always that uh, controversy about, you know, employers just seeping into people's personal lives more and more and more. (laughs) But hey, if that works for you, again, as an employee, uh, cool. You know, I I could, I would definitely do that on a commute or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When I think that's just it, right. It, It fits into those small, those small moments in your day when you actually have some space. And, and not that you want to fit it into every one of those. Those are also good right. downtime thinking, you know, you can, you can, you know, get, get things out of your mind and get creative then as well. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the key is it has to fit into um, when it's this type of problem and it's an each person um, type of problem, it has to be something that's easily consumable by everyone. And, and so that's, it's just the only way to do it um, from a sort of time perspective. And yeah, I think people it's, I mean, it is a skill of the future and people are passionate about it. And so, um, you you know, this is, you see a lot of this happening in in disrupting traditional academia. There are a lot of new approaches in learning um, that are really disrupting traditional kind of learning type of approaches. And so I think it's going to continue to change, not just in the data space where we, where we live, but just in general, it's, it's changing quite a bit right now. You know, and I think it's, it, it might be unfair, but, uh, you know, we can absolutely look at trends generationally as well. Uh, I remember for us Gen Xers, you know, where the boomers were like, oh boy, here comes the Sesame Street, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, a generation yeah. where, you know, anything you teach them needs to be under two minutes, right? Because that's like the average <laughs> length of a Sesame Street segment. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. of course, you know, we think of a TikTok generation and, um you know, uh, it could be yeah. even a social media generation. <laughs> but right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that's part of it is is it is has been a cultural, a cultural change. I mean, the average attention span for any kind of long form instruction is only 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And so yet courses are not normally 10 to 15 minutes, as you know. <laughs> and so what happens? You forget almost all, everything you just learned. Mm. And so it's just very inefficient ter- kind of traditionally. Yeah. Well, Matt, this has been really cool. All right. So your website is quanthub.com. Who would make a really great intro or who should really be paying attention? Come reach out, connect with you, learn more, uh, engage. Like who would that be? Yeah. Honestly, I think it can be so typically when we when we talk to people in the sales process, it's going to be a someone that's passionate about this area. It's in the learning function at a company. It could be a data leader. But um, we're also seeing more and more sort of functional leaders that know their team can benefit from. So marketing leader, a sales leader, an operations leader, a finance leader, an HR leader, you know, these these people are also are becoming more and more aware that there are a lot of benefits of being data driven. So, I, you know, it, that's kind of the benefit of it being a, um, a problem that most of us face is that there are a lot of different potential um, needs out there and, and people that are aware of this need, they just don't realize there are solutions that can tackle this problem. Right. So your website, uh, again, quanthub.com, um, where, where should they go? Like, where do they take that next step in the relationship? Yeah. I mean, there, there are definitely calls to action on the website of, of any, any way you can get in, get in touch with us. Um, I'm happy to have people email me directly. It's Matt at quanthub.com. Um, I'm active on LinkedIn. And and so I'm, I'm always happy to talk about this topic. I'm passionate about learning in general, not just data yeah. skills. Um, and so always happy to compare notes with people on how they're approaching it. Um, whether it's an opportunity for us at Quanhub or not, I just, I just like to, 
um, learn from others and and how they're approaching learning and and their companies. Excellent. All right, Matt Cowell, CEO of Quant Hub. Again, quanthub.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.